Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm going to be launching a series of college to career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp. And then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live and it's led by me over Zoom. And you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Jim Quick. I know because we had a little chat before we started this interview that you are not on the West Coast. You kind of go between the East and West Coast. You're here on the East Coast, which is where I am, and it is mid-afternoon. But could you kind of take us into your morning routine, Jim? Because I know that plays such an important role in being able to optimize your brain. Yeah. So hello to everybody who's listening and, and, and or watching this. I believe that if you want to win the day, you really have to win that, that first hour of the day. You know, I believe that when you talk about routines, that the treasure that you seek is hidden in our daily routines. Yet, how often do we actually sit down and really think about consciously how to design it for a great day? So, uh, so everyone's watching this, regardless of your age or stage. I, I hope one of these tips will be able to serve you. My morning routine, everybody has different ones. Oprah has hers and Tim Paris has his. Mine is all about getting my mind right. You know, I really feel like we're in the millennium of the mind, that we upgrade our technology, like our phones and our apps, more than we upgrade the most important technology, which is found between your ears. So my, my morning routine is about getting that online. And it really starts the night before. I think it's so important, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but prioritize your sleep. When you don't sleep, how are you performing the next day? How's your ability to make good decisions? Your ability to think critically, solve problems? How's your focus? How's your memory, right? And so really prioritize your sleep. One of the things that I do before I go to sleep, and I have a whole evening ritual also as well, my morning routine, which I think millions of people have seen online. And I'll give you a little bit more detail here in this conversation, but also your evening routine is very important. But you know, I really want to prioritize my sleep. Here's one tip. 
I don't know, Andrew, if you had this experience where you had to get up one morning, particularly early, maybe like 4.30 in the morning, you set an alarm. And I don't know who's listening to relate to this, but you set that intention and you wake up within minutes or even yeah. seconds of that alarm going off. That's the power of the human mind. And what I'm interested in is what else is it capable of achieving? You know, what if before you went to bed, that same intention or potential that you have to wake up at a certain time, that's pretty magnificent. What if you asked yourself a question that while you're sleeping for your, for your dream state to go, you know, Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in her dream. Paul McCartney came up with the song yesterday in his dream. So utilize that for performance and don't get obsessed about the question or don't ruminate about, but maybe introduce a question because your brain doesn't shut off at night. It actually goes in these creative places. And so I would say just test that out. The first thing I do when I wake up is I remember my dreams and we could talk about that. There's six things I do every morning to uh, recall my dreams because a lot of times people do come up with treasure, but they forget it. And so that's interesting. Even if you have a family member, you have a team, you have friends, you know, talking about your dreams, sharing your dreams, there's there could be some real amazing uh, you know, benefit for doing that. Uh, another thing I do first thing in the morning besides recalling my dreams, and I did a whole podcast on that, I hydrate just staying hydrated. You can lose up to a pound of water while you sleep through respiration or perspiration. And your brain is 75% water. And as I mentioned, staying hydrated will lose your reaction time, your thinking speed substantially. And when I do that, I also take my probiotics. We talk about in the book, the power of your second brain, which is your gut. And so you want to make sure you, you treat that well. I also make my bed first thing in the morning and you're thinking, well, why do I need to do that for my brain? But how you do anything is how you do everything. And you want to, you do it with excellence, like much like they do maybe in the, in the military, right? And with centimeters and angles, you train, it takes only two minutes to make your bed, but you train, you bring that excellence into other areas of your life. And also your brain thrives on the environment. We talk about this a lot, but how wonderful does it feel to come back full circle at the end of the day to well-made bed? You come back full circle to success. And so make your bed, take two minutes. And these are things that are not time-consuming. Drinking water, making your bed, reflecting on your dreams for a minute or two. Another thing I would recommend everyone do is three minutes of exercise. And it's interesting. It doesn't have to be your full workout, but there was a study done at Appalachian State University saying for weight management, for deeper sleep, when's the best time to exercise? 7 a.m., 1 p.m., or 7 p.m. They tested morning, afternoon, and evening. And they found there was a clear answer. It was 7 a.m. That those who exercise at 7 a.m., even for a few minutes, three minutes of jumping jacks or some little bit of cardio, some jump rope, something easy, get your heart rate going. What's good for your heart is good for your head. Actually increase deep sleep upwards of 75%. That's the restorative sleep we could all benefit from. It's not just the quantity of sleep, it's the quality. And so I do just three minutes. And again, even if you have kids or something, you could do that with your friends. You could do that with your children. And then a couple of quick other things, little things you could do to, for your brain. Brush your teeth. Man, I'm going to challenge everybody who's listening and watching. Brush your teeth with your opposite hand. And I, I've been talking about this for over 20 years. And what I found is we get a lot of feedback from our students and our community that we know that one part of your brain controls the opposite side of your body. That, God forbid, you know, somebody has head trauma or a stroke, maybe on the left side of their brain. If there's paralysis that manifests, it'll happen on the opposite side. But it's not just a mind-body connection. There's actually a body-mind connection. 
that by using your body in certain ways actually stimulates different parts of your brain. There's a study done at Oxford University saying jugglers, the act of learning how to juggle actually makes your brain bigger. You create more white matter. And so I always tell people, as your body moves, your brain grooves. But your brain, you know, we, you know, people say that's a brain coach. You know, it's kind of like a personal trainer. A personal trainer wants to get your body stronger, more flexible, more agile, more energized, right? Sharper. Well, I want your your mental muscles to be stronger, more energized, more agile, faster. And, and such. And how do you do it? Through novelty and nutrition. If you want to build your biceps, you give it novelty, you exercise it, and then you feed it nutrition. Same thing with your mental muscles. And so giving it some stimulus is important. And even that could be physical activity. So using your other hand, your dominant hand to eat or to brush your teeth. And so it builds those, those pathways called neuroplasticity. But what it also does, it forces you to be present. And I think it's so important now in an age full of distractions where if you're in school or just out of school and you have trouble focusing and concentrating in a world full of rings and pings and dings and likes, shares, comments, and videos and all of this, or even just a Zoom conversation, if your mind wanders, you read a page in a book, gets in and just forget what you just read or somebody tells you their name and you lose it seconds later because your mind can't concentrate. Part of it is just being present. And here's one of the principles, because I found that there's always a there's always a promise behind a principle. And the principle is you need to challenge yourself. And with challenge comes change. And we've discovered more about the human brain more in the past 20 years than the previous probably 2,000 years combined. What we found is we're grossly underestimating our own capabilities. Neuroplasticity says that we could actually create, your brain could get older, but it could grow better. You could create new connections where there wasn't, and it's not fixed like your shoe size. So your potential, your intelligence, your memory, for instance, it actually all can improve through challenge. And so challenging yourself to brush your teeth with the opposite hand, not only does it build the opposite side of your brain, but it also it forces you to train your focus. Yes. Because many people can't do it and be doing other things at once because it's novel. So it forces you to be present and building that muscle Flexing your focus muscles first thing in the morning will show up in the rest of your day. Because what most people do is the opposite. What do they do? They go on their phone. And if there's one productivity performance tool, yes, have a to-do list. But I also notice with the high achievers, the, you know, the cognitive performers that I get to work with, these mental who are so mentally fit, one of the things they do have is not only a to-do list, but they have a not-to-do list, things that they will not do. And one of the things I would offer everyone to experiment on is don't touch your phone just for 30 minutes in the morning. The first 30 minutes, don't touch your phone because often you, when you wake up first thing in the morning, you're in this relaxed state of awareness. They call it an alpha state, brainwave state, alpha theta, and you're very suggestible. And the first thing you do is pick up your phone. You're rewiring your brain for two things that are going to affect your productivity, your performance, your peace of mind. And first thing is it rewires your brain for distraction. Right. Every on social media, it's just all these dopamine, you get this dopamine flood, right? With everything that's novel, those those likes and shares and comments and everything. But also you're rewiring your brain not only for distraction, you're rewiring your brain for reaction. And that could be just as detrimental, meaning it trains you to to just react to things. And you can't have a quality life, you know, as you want to win today, so you could win the week, win the month, win, win your life, if you will. You can't win if you're just fighting fires and you're just reacting, right? Everybody here has had the experience where you get one message in the morning. Uh, it could be a voice message, social media message, a text message, an email, and it just hijacks your mood. And it puts you down a certain momentum towards something that may be not most empowering for you or most encouraging. So I would say not touch your phone, see what happens just for 
just for a few days, try it out. And instead, maybe use that energy to do some of the things that we were talking about. The last thing I would offer is to take a shower. And, and some people, most people, a lot of people do this, but I would recommend experimenting with cold therapy that not only is the cold good to help you reduce inflammation, and they've seen inflammation as a marker for the majority of all diseases. It contributes and it can escalate a lot of challenges that we have physically and mentally. But it's like a nervous system reset, almost as good, you know, almost as good, or some people say better than, than coffee. It's just like you get that cold shower. And I don't mean take a five minute cold shower. I mean, just experiment going from warm to cold, you know, five seconds, 10 seconds as you see fit. The other thing it does besides reset your nervous system and lower inflammation, it also I think it's important to build your grit, to build your resilience, to as you go through as we go through difficult times, right? To be able to to persevere, and part of it is doing difficult things and not avoiding difficult things. I find that that if you do something that's difficult, then your life gets easier. If you just do the easy things in life, procrastinate, put things off, life gets very hard. But if you do the difficult and hard things in life, life gets a lot easier. So maybe that if you train yourself to endure some cold as an example or whatever that is for you, it'll show up in having that difficult conversation or to go on that job interview or to to be able to perform when you need to, even if you're a little bit nervous, right? Because you've trained yourself to be comfortable doing something uncomfortable. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.